Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Well, in checking elsewhere around North Dakota, and considering this is North Dakota, where things can change rather quickly, what isn't changing is the challenge for bait shops in getting an adequate supply of fat and sassy minnows. Some shops around the state have some minnows, but it's been an issue for bait dealers this winter and could continue into the spring. But on to fishing such as it is. Lakes are still transitioning into open water. Slowly. Look for some open water activity, though, on Channel A, feeding into Devil's Lake for walleye, but the lake itself is still iced over. That's the case on other lakes across the state, but there will be open water shorelines creeping along, so if a lake didn't suffer a some degree of winter kill, there could be some pike activity yet before the walleye kick in. The James River is open around Jamestown, but there isn't much activity from shore along the river itself. A few anglers were trying their luck below the spillway, though, but it seems to have slowed a bit. Out west, the Missouri River is open, but docks aren't in place early in the week. Watch muddy shorelines when you're fishing from shore, though. While there isn't much activity in the tail race itself, it might not hurt to try the evening hours for walleye. Lake Skakwea is still thoroughly encased in ice, although it's open on the upper end down to Lund's Landing. Runoff continues running into both the Yellowstone and the Missouri Rivers above Williston, and they're muddy and high. The Yellowstone's biggest runoff is yet to come from mountain snowpack melt. Fishing on the Skakwea as well as Audubon is still pretty quiet yet. However, the spring turkey season's still underway and birds are still active. Hunters are finding eh, generally fair success calling. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And listen to Alex talk. How you doing, Alex? Pretty good. Uh, got some sunshine going and uh, snow's melting and it's starting to actually feel a little bit like spring. It certainly is. You know, I know there's still a few guys that are out getting out on the ice yet, but man, this last week really got people thinking about open water, crappies, walleyes, sunfish, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so oh, yeah. the, the timing of you coming to talk to FM walleyes is going to be absolutely perfect. Like I said, it's this coming Thursday at 5 o'clock. There's going to be an annual fishing rummage sale. You know, rummage sale of fishing stuff. Most guys don't like rummage sales. 
I like this kind. They like this kind. So Yeah. And like I said, it's free and open to the public. Your rumor sale starts at 5. The meeting and your seminar starts at 7. And uh, I believe your seminar title is going to be Panfish Style Crappies or Panfish Pirate Style Crappies. Yeah, some pirate style crappies. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the unique things that, that I do that probably uh, not the average angler is doing. Um, you know, I'm going to go over some uh, different ways that I find these fish and, and target these fish that uh, guys maybe haven't looked at before as far as techniques and and, and the opportunities that some of these waters present that uh, they get, get a decent amount of traffic and, uh, you know, have nice copies, but there's some ways to pull some of those better fish out of that water too. Probably about two years ago, Alex, you stopped over at my house and we hung out in the garage and we were talking about panfish and, and fishing a little bit. And me and my son, Adam just sat there with our mouth open for, I bet it was an hour listen, <laughs> listening to you talk about your knowledge that you have of fish, what they do why they do it, how they eat, all of that kind of stuff. And it just amazes me. You're such a student of the sport. You know all of this about why they eat, how they eat, what they eat. And the knowledge that you can share with our group is unbelievable. You know, uh, the interesting thing is I've had, you know, other people say that. And, you know, uh, to humble myself here a little bit, I spend a lot of time reading and I gain that knowledge through many, many different resources. And, you know, it's, it's our job as anglers to, to listen to different things, um, no matter what level we're at and try to incorporate whatever we find out into our angling to make us better so that we can enjoy our sport. And, you know, some guys just want to go catch fish. Some guys want to target trophy fish. You know, some guys are just out there to enjoy the the outdoors and and just have a good time. And I think that, you know, no matter where guys are at, uh, what I'm going to talk about and and what we're going to go through, you're going to get a benefit no matter what kind of angler you are. You know, Alex, the the timing of this could not be any better. You know, yes, this is FM Walleye is a walleye-focused group of people, but certainly for those, uh, myself included, who fish in Minnesota, You've got that time from the ice out until the opener when walleyes are really off limits. And so, so many of us focus on panfish. A lot of times it's crappies. That's kind of, you know, that time of the year, what a lot of folks are are targeting. Do you, well, I know the answer to this. You're kind of a a panfish guy year round, but do you find yourself more so in the spring or do you you really not sway away from them too much even when the other fish are in season? Uh, You know, I kind of, pride myself a little bit on being able to find those fish out of the springtime because, you know, the springtime is generally a very, you know, go get them time for almost any species um, because of, you know, just the way things set up with fish movement and, and aggressive behavior and the ability to find them easier and catch them easier. Um, you know, with the walleye fishermen, uh, the other thing is that the guys that do get out there after opener, you know, I live in lakes country and many times I see these guys with their, their walleye boats and they're, you know, trolling or, you know, casting or doing something for walleyes in the morning and the middle of the day, the sun's high, the walleye bites down and, and, you know, those guys that want to enjoy that weather and catch some fish to bring home, uh, many of them go chase some crappies. So 
there's a there's a lot of opportunity for multi-species species angling and crappies and walleyes kind of go hand in hand a lot of the time you know i've said it many 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 times and that is uh there have been so many Minnesota fishing opener weekends that have been saved by crappies uh, when the walleyes <laughs> were not being cooperative. And you you yeah. hit that right on the nail. So you, yes, and, and as a panfish enthusiast who is very, um, I'll say conservative with the amount of fish I keep is not that many, and I like to see big ones go back. It sometimes I cry a little tear, but I, I do. Uh, I do still like helping guys catch those fish and it's up to them if they're taking them home or, or not. But it is kind of funny sometimes when uh, the walleyes aren't on and, and the crappies are, they can really, they can really put on a good show for a guy out for the weekend. So Alec, you have taken your knowledge of understanding your prey, what, what you're chasing after. And like we said earlier about what they eat, why they eat and how they eat. And you've actually turned that into a business. You know, you've decided that maybe their the baits that you wanted to use aren't available. So you started Panfish Pirate Lures, Plastics, and you got jigs and stuff now too. Um, and are you going to talk a little bit about that as to why some of this stuff works better than live bait? Yeah, you know, I am. That will be definitely part of what we're going to go over. And uh, I'll actually be bringing not just baits that I have designed and, and produced, but I'll also be talking about some of your other, um, you know, baits that you can get from other small companies and large companies alike and kind of uh, what I do to use them, you know, so that uh, we're not just focused on what I'm making, but hopefully you can gain some knowledge, even with the stuff that you might already have in your boat if you're not fishing uh, with a pirate bait yet. All right, Alex, we got about a minute, minute and a half left. I wanted to touch on this really quick. You know, panfish for, it, a lot of us start with panfish when we're young kids. You know, we bluegills are the gateway drug to a fishing addiction. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, bluegills and crappies, as we get older, we tend to shy away from that. But a lot of people are now getting back into that again now too, panfish uh popularity is i think at an all-time high but you really like to get kids out fishing um yeah what is there anything that you can tell tell the parents out there the grandparents about getting their grandkids or kids out chasing panfish you know um for one it's uh plastics are a good way to go for kids and it takes a little bit of knowledge but there's so many ways to fish them and to catch fish and it eases up on having to rebate and kind of dealing with some of the headaches of fishing with kids and uh, if you can figure out how to run a, a plastic with a small jig and a slip bobber your kids could fish off the dock all day and never have to worry about touching a worm so you know that's that's one thing another thing is you know, get your kids involved in, in some sort of, uh, clubs or leagues. You know, we have, oh, like we have our Heart of Lakes league here. Um, I captain for the perm team and I took a 13 year old girl to the championship last year and she caught four bluegills over 10 inches in our tournaments. So, you know, uh, getting your kids involved with something like that gives them the opportunity to work with anglers with experience that can also show them. And actually they might be teaching you something at the end of it. That's awesome. Alex, thank you for all your work with the youth. Thank you for all your work in helping 
all our local anglers, regional anglers, and all the anglers in the Midwest, uh, teaching them how to catch panfish. And you will be doing that again this week at the FM Walleyes meeting. Make sure you check it out. It's free and open to the public. Thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors. Alex. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.